Hey everybody, this is Gene Troyer. I'm the lead pastor of Restore Church. And what a pleasure it is to welcome you to our podcast. It's my hope that you will be marked by love and encouraged in your faith and inspired to become all God has created you to be. Now I invite you to lean in and enjoy the podcast. If you don't know me, my name is Jordan. And it's great to see you. I'm one of the pastors here. And uh, thank you for joining us on, on such a morning. I, I love coming to Restore. I love these Sunday mornings because I don't know if you know this, but we have a strong community that comes together each and every week to dig into truth, to dig into Jesus. So thanks for waking up with us this morning and, and spending your time, your, your hours here with us. Y'all, I'm going to I'm going to help us out this morning. Is that okay? Give me a, just a second. I'm going to set a stopwatch. Is that all right? So I don't go too long because uh, in, in, in going over this content, it's been about an hour and 20 minutes. So hopefully you have water with you this morning and uh, hopefully you've went to the bathroom and all that. No, I'm kidding. Now, super grateful you're here. We're going to dig into Jesus this morning. And that's what these moments are all about is, is learning to live the Jesus way. Look, I'm going to set the playing field for us all. Like none of us have arrived in our relationship with Jesus. We haven't reached the, the, the mark yet. I mean, shoot, you might've been coming to church this morning. And uh, as you were driving here, maybe with your significant other, maybe you got into a heated conversation where you started to use four letter words and none of them was love, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I heard some. Yeah, okay. Some of you have been there. <laughs> but I know that, you know, if we uncross our arms this morning, really uncross our arms and kind of do this, I really believe that God is going to download that we can receive some truth in our lives and not only just affect this moment right here in the building or affect your moment wherever you're watching right now, but I truly believe that if we take the truth that, that Jesus is offering to us this morning, that we can then go and apply it into our world, into our community, and I love it. So this morning... I know we find ourselves in different moments. We all find ourselves in different seasons of life. I want to ask a question. Who would be honest enough that by like a raise of a hand, who would say that you have been in a really difficult season? Are you in a really difficult season right now? Okay. Hands are going up in the balcony. Hands are going up. Gene and Brenda are in a difficult season right now. It's good to know. Okay, good. <laughs> Is it because of me? No. Okay. <laughs> We'll talk later. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, for me and my family, I've got a, Krista, she's my wife, got two boys. We've been a really difficult season by our own choosing. Okay. We've got two boys. Both of them are in baseball. And then, uh, then one of them additionally is taking on soccer. We decided to get a calf then for 4-H as well. So like our world is insane. And I know over the last couple of months together that things in our lives have gotten pretty tense. I have no idea where Krista is this morning, so I always kind of point this way. Uh, Justin, you're not my wife. I understand that. So if I point at you, I'm sorry, <laughs> right? But we've had a difficult season, difficult moments, and uh, things have gotten pretty tense at times because we haven't spent time together. 
And no matter what season that you might find yourself, no matter what situation you are in, I truly believe that each and every one of us have a baseline. We have a setting from which we operate from. And what I've learned about living in this 21st century of life is that everything has some form of settings to it. That if something's not working in our life, there's probably a setting in your phone that you haven't flipped on quite yet, right? Anybody, can I get a witness on that? There are settings for everything, and get this, even our own, our our very own lives have settings to them, and my goodness, the settings that I know I have had over the past couple months, well, has not been the best. The Bible, it talks a lot about settings, and uh, in fact, that's where we're going this morning is the Apostle Paul's letter to uh, the Colossian people. The Apostle Paul, he wrote this letter to a group of people in Colossae. And yeah, they were a group of Jesus followers. And so keep that in context this morning. It says this, and if you have your Bibles with me, turn to Colossians chapter three. We're going to start in verse one this morning. Apostle Paul writes, he says, since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in in glory. Again, verse 1, verse 2, there's some language there that I think is really key. It says, set your heart. Set your mind on things that are above. If you're looking for a title this morning, it's on the screen. Let's check your settings. I really believe in the next moments that we have together that God is really going to download something new, something fresh to you. So if you could, why don't you bow your heads with me? We're going to pray and go to God and uh, believing that uh, he's going to speak a word to us this morning. Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity this morning. God, I just ask um, uh, for every person here, Lord, that our arms would be uncrossed. God, that we would be outward stretched, wanting and desiring to hear from you to not only impact in this moment, but as we go in our walks this week, that... uh, (sighs) Lord, that we would live out the things that you have called us to. And y'all said, it's okay. Come on. Y'all said, amen. Thanks. 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 I don't know about you. And I honestly hate that I'm going to say this, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it anyways. The older I get, the more and more I struggle. I'm starting to realize that I struggle with being techie. Yes, super bummer, right? Yeah. Like, (laughs) I was thinking about this, and it's such a super sad realization in my own life, because at some point, I I once thought I knew I could navigate about any device that was given to me. But the more and more I'm I'm realizing that I struggle with certain things, like uh, uh, staff member Chris would know, like earlier, a couple weeks ago, I was struggling with finding the dark mode settings on my Google app. Any dark mode People, no, okay, you have no idea what you're missing. But here's the thing. I love new devices. I love getting new devices, but if something is handed to me, it's becoming increasingly aware that I struggle to navigate it. 
Like somebody send help to me. Okay, I know I may be a little dramatic. I can work my way around an iPhone, but honestly. But what I've realized, and maybe you know it too, is, is this. It's how you set your devices determines the function of that specific device. Anybody feel me on that? You probably woke up this morning and you set your alarm last night because you wanted to wake up at a responsible hour. Maybe you set it so you weren't rushed getting to church this morning, or maybe you set your alarm because you're one of those overachievers that got a workout in, like Pastor Gene already. I'm, I'm sure he did. Or maybe and maybe you just set your alarm so you had enough time to get the kids breakfast, get them clothed, get them out the door into the car so that you could get here at church. But you set your alarm because the function of that is that you wanted to wake up at a specific time this morning. Spending some time around this conversation, there was a God moment, if you will, for me. And studying these verse, uh, verses out of Colossians, it, I really felt like God showed me this, that setting determines function. That your settings determine function. The way you are set determines how you operate in this life. As I thought about it, I, I, I laugh because I was reminded of this moment back in my work from home days, aka quarantine life. Anybody yep, remember it? Uh-huh. Yeah. I was working from home and I got frustrated one afternoon because get this, my MacBook wasn't working. And in my working from home, my time there, I spent, I spent my time working basically all over the house. There'd be some mornings I would start in the basement, and then I would work my way, once it got warmer, I'd work my way outside on the back patio. Then you might find me in the afternoon uh, hanging out on our bed, just, you know, working, typing away, getting some social media stuff done. I remember there was this moment where I sat down and realized that my MacBook this one right here, well, the screen wasn't working. Now, if you can picture with me uh, what I just described, uh, my working patterns is who knows where this thing would have been previously before I sat down. But I sat down and I realized that the screen wasn't working. It was completely black. And, and uh, I immediately became frustrated. I'll let you in on the seeker of when things don't work for me or when things are broken in the house, I can go from a three to a 10 really, really quick. Especially when I'm at home, I go to like crazy mode because here's what's uh, in my mind, what, what I think is that if something is broken in the home, I have a really hard time figuring out how to fix it. And so in my mind, to fix it, it's going to cost money, right? And I don't want to spend money. And what I'm finding out as a homeowner is that this happens more often than not, right? So I was frustrated. And of course, when something breaks, you can best bet that I'm not at fault. Heavens no. I'm going to give you the, I'm not going to name names, but I'm going to give you the first letter and, it, and it's Krista, okay? Like it's always her fault. 
I was frustrated because here my main device, my main computer, the thing at, the, at that very moment that tied me to society was broke. And I was frustrated. The keyboard would light up, but the screen wouldn't turn on. And I'm thinking, Krista, you broke my computer. After spending a couple of minutes hitting the power button and then all that, I remember grabbing my phone and, and Googling, uh, uh, searching this, MacBook screen black, keyboard light on. Yes, I am very terrible at Googling things, y'all. It's a true story. But I quickly remembered, though, as I started to see some of the results that to save a little battery while I was up and about, here's what I did. I decided to turn the brightness all the way down on my computer. <laughs> and it was in this moment, this God moment, where he just like totally wrecked me, right? That I realized that settings determine function. The way you are set determines how you function. Think with me. The way you are set will determine how you function. You and I are set internally to think a certain way. And from that setting, we all function. We think a certain way. And then that causes us then to behave a certain way. The way you are set determines how you communicate and how you interact with others. The way you are set determines how you will function in a crisis. What also is true is that the way you are set will really determine what you pursue. The way you are set will determine how you think. And we all have settings that I, I believe at some point or another that we have allowed to be flipped on in our life. And it's from those settings that we begin to think a certain way. We believe a certain way. We act a certain way. And I want to spend the next couple of moments together talking about our settings because settings determine function. And I really believe that us as individuals, as families, that somewhere along the way, as Jesus followers or not, somewhere along the way, we have said, you know what? I don't like the output of my life right now. That you would say, hey, Jordan, I really don't like the way that I am functioning. Let me give you a couple of examples. See, set in negativity, you'll begin to see the negative in everything. Set yourself in stubbornness and you'll never see the need to, to change. Set yourself in complacency. You'll miss out on the, on the wonder and the beauty of what God wants to show you in your life. Perhaps just maybe you're in a season where I wonder if you've selected some wrong settings in your life. From those settings, you are operating in a way that you don't like, but God wishes that you wouldn't. You know, we function from those settings and we might say, well, I'm not going to apologize for my negativity. I'm just a critical person. That's who God made me to be. But I wonder if God is wanting to get your attention to literally to check your settings and maybe just maybe reset some areas, some things 
in your life today. You know when your iPhone slows down? It's not Verizon's fault, even though a lot of times we blame them, right? Because it's old and whatnot. But when, when your iPhone slows down, it's a lot of times it's because you have a lot of data, a lot of stuff downloaded to it. Now, I know that's true for any phone. I just believe that iPhone is superior. But when your phone slows down, there's a good chance that you've extended, you you basically just put too much on it. Just like how you then go and delete apps and get those off your phone, maybe delete those uh, kids' uh, sporting videos off your phone to free up some space and make it run better to get it functioning properly. I wonder if God is wanting to get our attention to open up our life settings, to open up us on the inside, to close down, maybe to get rid of some applications in our own life, to reset some, some bad connections that we have allowed in our life to reset some things that will ultimately bring us closer to him. Maybe God is speaking to you. He's asking, you know what? Do you trust me in this season? Do you really believe that I am your provider? That I'm your healer? That I am your shelter? Do you really believe that I can fulfill my promises over your life? but you and I, we can't fully function in those promises because we've allowed settings to take hold of us. And I know I have been there. Maybe I am there right now. And I wonder if you are too. Because too often we defaulted to what we think is best. And we think we say things like, hey God, you know what? I got this. Switch it on. Hey, God, you know what? I'm not really sure about what you're saying here. I'm going to take control. And we've allowed these settings. But friends, it doesn't have to be this way. If you're you're taking notes this morning, you want to write something down of, of some points. First one is this. How do we combat this? It's set yourself from the inside out. Set yourself from the inside out. Check your heart. See, we opened up with Colossians chapter three. And throughout this letter, the apostle Paul, he's writing to this community, this church, this group of Jesus followers who had basically got distracted, who ended up having the wrong settings in which they operated from. And in chapter one, Paul, he, he goes and he, he, he lets them know that, you know what, friends, you've gotten distracted. I want to let you know that Jesus is the main thing. Jesus is the main thing, that he is the image of the invisible God. And then in chapter two, Paul is, again, reminding this community that because of what Jesus did on the cross, that completed work, their old self, those old settings, how they think and how they act, maybe how that they behaved, was put to death, was nailed to the cross with Jesus. In Colossians chapter two, verse 20, it says, since you died with Christ, why do you still belong to the world? Do you submit to its rules? To make it simpler for all of us, Paul is saying, y'all, you should have had different settings. I love it. And this is where we land in in Colossians chapter three. Again, Paul is reminding them that Jesus is, 
the main thing and the purpose that he goes behind helping them under, understand this is that we all have a position in Jesus. He wants followers of Jesus to understand how this new position, since we have been raised with Christ, should then impact the way that we live. And remember, what we function, what we output, settings will determine that. Paul's saying you've you've got it wrong. And he makes this transition statement here in verse one in chapter three. He says, since then that you have been raised with Christ. I understand that you may be here this morning and or you may be online and you're listening to this conversation and you would say, hey, you know what, Jordan? Uh, I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I'm not a follower of Jesus. You might be sitting here and you would say, you know what, Jordan, I'm just checking this whole Jesus thing out. But this morning, I would like to introduce you to him. I know that you are probably operating from different, from different settings and what you really should be, that you have wrong settings in your life. And I would like to introduce you to the one who can change it for you. The one that can bring hope, that can bring purpose, that can bring passion to you. In just a little bit, the, uh, after the message, our prayer team is gonna be in the back. There's a roped off little area if you've ever wondered why that's there, it's where our prayer team is. And I would encourage you, if you would say, you know what, Jordan, I do not have a relationship with Jesus. I would love for you to go back and talk to our prayer team. And they would love to introduce you to Jesus this morning and what that looks like in following him. So since then, you have been raised with Christ. Look what Paul says next. He says, set your heart on things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. See, it's in these verses right here, Paul was asking this community, I think he's asking us the question here today. Church, what are your settings? What are your settings? I've heard how you've been functioning as a church, as a people, of a, as a body of Christ, but you've gotten it wrong. Paul says, Where's your heart at? Your heart should be set on things that are above. Maybe you've been functioning and you've lost your sense of passion. Maybe you've been functioning in this life and you've just kind of gone on with this faith thing and you've become complacent, you become stuck. But I love the God that we serve. God is wanting to disrupt some of the normalcies of our life. After all, church, he is the great disruptor. He disrupts the status quo. He comes in and disrupts the normalcies of our life. I can back that up by Luke chapter 12, starting in verse 49. I'm reading it out of the message Bible here. I love how Eugene Peterson, he, he, he says it. This is Jesus talking. He says, I've come to start a fire on this earth. Oh, how I wish it were blazing right now. I've come to change everything, to turn everything right side up. Oh, how I long for it to be finished. Do you think I came to smooth things over and make everything nice? Oh, no, not at all. Not so. I've come to disrupt and confront. And I'm so grateful 
that God comes in and disrupts the normalities of our lives. And I feel like maybe just maybe we might be in a season as a people that God is wanting to disrupt some of the settings that we have allowed to be flipped on in our lives. Settings that have gone on for far too long. I want to ask you, have you taken a moment and stopped to assess? Have you taken time to check your settings? You may not like your outcome and what you're functioning as. But God's saying it starts here. It starts from within. See, the life of Jesus, it's, it starts with an inward transformation, the Bible talks about, of setting your heart on what's above. It's not about a specific location we look to, but really it's a position that we have in Christ. Colossians chapter one, Paul says that Jesus is over all things and in, in him, all things are held together. When Paul says, set your hearts, he's asking us to position our hearts in a bigger way than what we are tempted to with our own humanity. To position our hearts to Jesus, setting our hearts above to his kingdom. And when we do that, when we position ourselves to him, it influences what we put our focus to and what we prioritize. It will change the way we dream because our dreams become his dreams. Our goals become his goals. His goals become our goals. I think that's a better way to say it. It brings down our own individual kingdoms and puts his kingdom on this earth. Hmm. Following Jesus, friends, it's far more than behavior modification. It's got to be heart transformation. Long-lasting change won't exist in your life unless it starts here. And when we position our hearts to him, y'all, whoo, quickly turns into a, a passion and a de desire. See, I thought that following Jesus and putting my heart to him was just a Sunday thing. <laughs> and how quickly, how quickly I would fall back into those old ways, those old things, those, that, that stubbornness of saying, you know what, God, you can't touch this. Nope, nope, this is mine. Nope, God, you can't, you can't come and disrupt this. Nope, that's mine. Because I only visited with God. But in John chapter one, verse 14, I love the way that Eugene Peterson writes this as well. It says that the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. The problem is I didn't want Jesus to move into my neighborhood. I wanted to just visit with him. Because it's a lot easier, it's a lot less disruptive to visit Jesus here on the Sunday in this building than it is to take it outside of this building. You know, think about moving anywhere. Maybe you've moved in your life. Like, it's an inconvenience to pack up all your junk, right? I'll just say it's junk. We say things like, um, 
you know what, God, I know what you spoke to me on Sunday, but it's a little inconvenient right now. I'm on a career path. I'm trying to get to this position in life. Lord, I'm, 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 I have this group of friends and we really don't want you around right now. So if you can come visit me, that's fine. But think about it though. When you have a visitor over to your house, what do you do? frantically start cleaning everything. You're like throwing all the stuff on the counter into the drawers, never to be seen again. That's where I live. Chris gets so frustrated with me. And you, you put out the best, you sit in the clean living room. You might be in the, on a clean dining room table and you've got, uh, hopefully I just saw Greta over here. Hopefully you have Greta's cookies sitting out. She's a fantastic cookie maker, by the way, you should get some of those and you have cookies and all you are just waiting, just praying until the visitor leaves that they pull out of the driveway. And then you go like, thank goodness they're gone. We can go back to this mess. This is what we do. This is how we operate. But think about it, though. We drive to church and we have a full-on fight with our spouses. We've nearly killed the kids before we've even gotten through the lobby door. We pull into the church parking lot. No, 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 no. Wait, never mind. We, we pull into a, par- a, a parking spot a block away, right? That's how we do here at Restore. And when we make our walk all the way in and we're contemplating like, okay, got to get this thing right. Got to put on a different face. And we walk in and we meet the, 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 the host in the lobby and we say, <laughs> I'm blessed, right? Things are well. God loves me. He's good. He's great. And we pray and we sing really loud. And if we're lucky, we come to sat- or, uh, sorry, Sunday night and, and, and we're still a Christian but how quick it can unravel come Monday morning. And by Tuesday, we're back to hating everything, back to our old ways. And we question, like, how does this happen? Like, didn't I sing loud enough? Didn't I pray more and more and more? But we didn't let God move into the neighborhood of our hearts. So Mondays and our Tuesdays and our Wednesdays, they never change. We function from the old, our old settings because our settings determines the way that we function. Y'all with me? Point number two is this. So let yourself, or so, sorry, set yourself from the inside out, change your mind, said in verse two. How do we do this? What does this look like? Colossians chapter two, it says, Sorry, Colossians chapter three, verse two, it says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Paul, he's basically asking you, friends, church, Followers of Jesus. Like, what is controlling you? Another question, like, what are you focused on? I know you know this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Life can be won and lost within the battlefield of the mind. You see, the enemy would love to get at your heart, but he would also love to get at your mind. 
And I want to tell you, we have to be intentional with how we think. We have to be intentional with our minds to not focus on our own selfish desires. That's what Paul is speaking of when he talks about in Romans chapter 12. He says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, like the way that the world thinks and the way the world has a set of beliefs, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewing, not renewal, but the renewing day after day after day after day. Because the enemy would love to put lies into your head, put lies into you of of how you're called to think, lies into your head about how God has designed you to believe. He wants to put lies into your head about your identity. And if we're going to be faithful as followers of Jesus to pursue heavenly things, we must guard our minds and fight the temptation of our own selfish desires to keep our attention on him, to keep our settings on the things of Jesus. And my prayer is that we would always be a community, always be a people that would do everything that we can to have the mind of Christ in our life. I pray that our minds would not be distracted in the temporary, that no matter what happens in this life, that, that, that people would be set on him, that we would be a people that would have his settings because his settings will then determine how we function. That we would take every thought, the Bible says, take every thought captive and make it obedient to him. Set yourself on things above. See, these words were very encouraging to the community in Colossae, to the Colossians. They were followers of Jesus, and Paul is saying, y'all need to reset some settings in your life. It was for them back then, but I believe we can put us in the scriptures today. What are you pursuing? Where is your heart set, church? Where is your mindset? What are you focusing on? Because I'm here to tell you that your old way of thinking can go and it can be left there. Friends, it was nailed to the cross. When our hearts are set, when our minds are set on the things above, we'll have strength to push back against wrong thinking when we live in the light of who we are in Jesus and set our minds on things above, it will motivate us to fight against the the things that separate us from God. When we live in the light of who we are in Jesus and set our minds above, friends, we will be more ready and willing to tell others of the hope that we have in Jesus. This conversation isn't made to make you feel bad where you're at in life but it's motivation that God is calling more out of us. And I know you're frustrated. I know you've been in a difficult season and so does God. Friends, your settings determine your function. So set your heart, set your minds on things that are above. Set yourself on peace. Let peace take over in your life. Let go of that offense. Turn on thankfulness. Give thanks to him for what he's done in your life. 
this life's hard. I'm not going to deny it. But he's given us settings to operate from. So bow your heads with me. God, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your, your word. We thank you for these words long ago to the group of, of fellow Jesus followers. And Lord, we receive it now today. God, I just pray that your Holy Spirit, I know it's here and it's moving and, and you're talking to people right now. And I, Lord, I just pray that there would be movement now. I pray there would be movement towards you. Lord, that you would penetrate a heart. God, that it would be positioned to you. So God, we, we give this moment to you. We ask, Lord, that, uh, wow, that, you would, that you would be with us. In your name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Please rate and review us on Spotify and iTunes and join us again for next week's podcast. We love you and pray blessing and peace over you and your family. <laughs>